You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited. We have a guest here with us, uh, Julie. Um, who I've known for many years. We actually worked together a long time ago from the same community, but our um, our paths like separated, but then have come back together via Instagram. And I uh, reached out to Julie not too long ago because I was seeing some of the content that she was um, putting out and it was really inspiring and beautiful. And we're going to dive into a bit of her story. We're going to have some conversation around... Um, just around the struggle that a lot of women have with body image, body shaming, um, you know, dealing with so much pressure to look a certain way, but then also the wrestle with objectification and all that stuff. So it's going to be an awesome conversation. I'm really excited to have her with us. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at with love, uh, right? Is it, am I saying that right? Yeah. With love, Julie, Christ- with Julie Christine, uh, we'll put it in the show notes and everything as well. So thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Julie is a, a mom of three and she's also a photographer. And actually, mm-hmm. even I'll just say just a quick plug is that you just released uh, like an online course for other. Is it primarily for moms or it'd be for anybody? Why don't you share, uh, share a minute about it? Yeah. Primarily for other photographers, um, it could be for moms as well who um, are photographing their own family as well. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's a breakout session through um, Clickin uh, Clicks Photo School, and um, yeah, it's basically just uh, some PDFs and videos, behind the scenes stuff uh, to help um, photographers who want to dive into family photography, or again, moms wanting to photograph their little kids. Amazing. So, Way yeah. to go. That's hard work. You you just released that. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I mean, your work is beautiful. If anyone Thank hasn't you. isn't following you, then we recommend. You Thank know, you. Yeah, I love the values that you do, um, that you do share. Uh, so in on that note, so you are a family photographer, and mm. you can you tell us? Here's just a question, just to start us off easy before we <laughs> dive into some heavier things. If you you have three kids, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you boil down like one word to try to describe their personality? Oh, of each man. Of them? <laughs> um, my oldest, I would have to say strong willed. Is that if that's one word? Two <laughs> yeah, words totally. Together. For sure. <laughs> uh, my second, I mean, I don't know if these how positive these sound, but they're, I mean, they, they definitely round them up as humans. Um, my second is definitely like, I mean, sweet, but I would say highly sensitive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In like a good way. And then my littlest is feisty. Amazing. Yeah. That's so, so fun. They're all so unique and different and it's a ton of fun and also super hectic. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. Are, is it, do you have one? one son and two daughters i can't remember yeah so i have two older boys and then um a little girl who's 18 months very cool 
Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And that's uh, your the after I reached out to you because you had posted something um, you and on your Instagram, you have been vocal <laughs> and open, which I love um, about your own story and journey um, in overcoming like insecurity around your body and and we'll we'll dive a little bit more into your story um but you you shared about how you're right now as a mom really purposing to um like speak encouragement over your little girl who's you said is only 18 mm-hmm. months old yeah and i just totally. reached out and i said that's just so beautiful like could you come and just <laughs> talk with us about it so yeah. yeah um yeah i do really appreciate your candidness about your journey, um, mm-hmm. overcoming a negative image of yourself, but then also uh, of an eating disorder. And I'm just wondering if you, you know, would you be willing to share just a little bit with the listeners here um, how it all started and kind of how yeah. you started to come out of it? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, like with eating disorders, I mean, with I think a lot of yeah things a lot of it starts kind of in the home really young um so there was a lot of like dysfunction and stuff that went on in the home so um i grew up um just really seeking some control in my life um and so even from a like young age i um yeah was just just struggling in general, like really young, eight, nine, ten. My parents had divorced and so on. Um, but as I got into my teen years, I kind of again started to find ways to control my emotions and stuff. So whether it be like drugs and alcohol, and then um, during those teen years, you know, your body starts to change. And I had grown up in a home where my, my mom um, was quite critical of herself and of those around her. Um, I mean, I, my mom did the best she could, but it totally. was primarily what she, you know, grew up learning. And so uh, growing up, learning that herself, she just did what she knew already. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. So anyways, as I got, uh, older, I was in dance and there was, um, you know, talking about body issues there, um, not body issues, sorry, but like just body in general and um yeah there was just a lot of focus on it as I got into my teen years um and then especially when I hit puberty things really changed in that way and um at one point I decided to move to my dad's house who lived in Abbotsford and I my mom had lived in Chilliwack and when I moved to my dad's house I really had this desire to you know not be drinking not be doing drugs I really had this like um, perfectionistic mentality, which has really played a role into, um, my eating disorder as I got, um, as I developed it basically. Um, and so as all those things, they all kind of came together at the same time. And when I moved out there, putting away these things that were, you know, regulating my emotions and, um, I was finding control in them. um, I had already started to, like I said, focus on what I was looking like too, right. because it was coming up in dance. It was coming up at school. People were talking about it. People were talking about my looks and there was all this, um, you know, affirmation, but also criticism. And, yeah. um, even in my own home, you know, there was, as I fluctuated, there was talk about it and, um, and yeah, and just with the fluctuation, um, it just became something that I felt like, um, like people were talking about it and I became 
basically just conscientious. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and then as I got, um, as I moved to my dad's house, um, I just had this transition. Like it was like, I couldn't continue to do the things that, or I chose not to do the things that were, um, basically my coping me- mechanisms. Right. And I decided to, um, basically it just became very, um, natural to find new ways to cope with it. And that was restricting what I was eating. And eventually, um, I became like bulimic and anorexic altogether. Wow. And yeah. And so it was some really trying years. It was something that, you know, it became almost socially acceptable to some degree because once you're losing weight and I started, um, I actually had dropped out of school at that time and decided that I was going to go into modeling. And so as I did that, there's all this affirmation of like, you're so like skinny or you're so beautiful or this or that. And I remember even going to, um, uh, I went to, um, sorry, like a photo shoot Mm -hmm. I'd gone six months before. And then I went six months later and I'd gone, the guy was like, Oh my goodness, you've lost so much weight. Like you look so good. This is what sells. And so there was just always this constant affirmation of like, this looks good. This, it was giving me everything I needed. I was able to control what I wanted to control, um, privately while also getting this really great, um, love from the outside world based on what I had looked like. Um, and it kind of just became my identity. Like that's, that's what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah. And so that was how it all kind of evolved. Um, again, I do want to say that I, I, don't know how like I do think that my childhood played a huge role in that as well because there was dysfunction in the home there was um stuff that went on that um definitely made me seek these things more destructively than um yeah than maybe like someone who grew up in a healthy home again I'm just saying that I think that some of that plays a role um because I think sometimes we think that like you just have an eating disorder and um yeah and that it's just because we don't like what we look like. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so anyway, so then it ended, um, basically as I was at my, um, living at my dad's house, eventually the eating disorder as it, I think it always does is that it just started getting out of control and I thought I was in control. I thought I had this, like, yeah, I thought I knew what I was doing. Mm. Um, and then it became so controlling in my life. I got like, really depressed and I wouldn't leave the house. I quit many jobs. I just, my life, it was not, I couldn't do normal daily things anymore that I typically could. I would skip like every meal. I'd find excuses. I lie everything. And then thankfully, I mean, I, my dad was picked up on it. And, and although he, it took him some time to like figure out how to work with me on it. He was kind of the first person to say like, I think we should go get you some help. And I was at a breaking point and this was about two and a half years into my eating disorder. Wow. Um, where, yeah, where, um, and it was really hard, like to, like, again, the first year is pretty good, but the second year was really hard. It was very depressing and so on. And, and then finally he had kind of, um, you know, encouraged me to go find some help. And there was a program in Vancouver, um, St. Paul's eating disorder program. And, um, uh, it was a year long wait list, which is crazy, but in wow. Canada, just because we don't pay for it, um, it's just wait list, like you do with surgeries and stuff. So it's really sad how it works that way. I didn't um, know that. Wow. yeah, it was really sad. It was a whole, um, uh, was it wasn't a whole year and ended up being eight months that I waited. And then they basically called me on 
the something like the 4th of January and I had to go in on the 7th of January. I had like three days. Yeah. And so thankfully my work was prepared, but um, I went there and um, I was in a program for three weeks. It was like an intensive program where they basically just get you to um, a weight. So when you are so severely underweight, your brain doesn't work properly. So it's why people struggle with body dysmorphia, all that kind of stuff. You literally, when you go into these programs, they literally have to nutrition, like, um, nutritionalize. I don't know what the right word is. <laughs> Walk you up, Make kinda. you healthy enough, your brain healthy enough that you actually can do the program. They are like, you can't do the program while you're so severely um, malnourished. You right. just are not able to do it. Um, so I think that says a lot about the disorder of how much it can actually affect us when were um when it does control us because you literally are not thinking properly anymore yes um and that's why things like body dysmorphia when you know people talk about it it's like these people actually see what they see or are yeah like their brains aren't telling them like oh you're normal size or you're too skinny or anything like that your brain is telling you um you know i'm overweight or whatever um so would it almost be be like like a hallucination like when you look in the mirror your brain develops the image for you like and you see um, it. almost like it's again it's just it's how um your brain it just i don't even know exactly but it is to some degree it like you see it. things it just distorts it yeah and you see things differently i mean you deal with things differently you're just you're not capable of rationalizing things the same way um and yeah, and so their goal is that they basically have people in there, a lot of people on feeding tubes, stuff like that to get them because again, you're struggling to eat. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I um, I did well. I was able to do the program and because it went so well, they streamlined me right into the readiness program, which was the next one. Um, and the one great thing is that I'm a perf- I'm perfectionistic. So when I went into the program, I wanted to perfect the program. Like I'm gonna win this. Going. Totally. And it was going, you know, against what I'd already been doing for so long, but it, it was a perfectionistic thing for me as well. And a people pleasing thing and all that stuff, which was partially the big reason that I struggled the way I did for so long. Um, and so anyways, I went into a long program and, um, was in it it for six months and it's a residential so you can leave and come back, um, on the weekends, but you stay there during the week, Hmm. basically spent, um, you know, five days a week going to the hospital, doing classes. Um, you learn about boundaries and assertiveness and journaling techniques and, um, critical thinking and all sorts of stuff. It's very, it's, um, focuses on cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, we did like, um, sauna, um, steam, um, was it sauna? Sorry. Um, like, yeah, like sauna steam room, um, therapy because just like, and like sunlight, vitamin D, like all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Taking care of of yourself again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And so anyways, um, I came out of it and, um, it, it went really well and I was really successful, but I was still struggling myself at the decision of letting go of this identity. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, I actually had rela- relapsed right away when I came out for a little bit. And then um, the May, I came out in um, uh, September and of the May of the next year, um, I actually at that time had found my faith and came to know um, God. And I had really had this change of thought of like, 
understanding that I had a greater purpose on earth and that my body, you know, was, I needed my body to be here. Like there was no me without it. Um, and so I was going, I told myself, you're going to have to learn to love this uh, and at least be tall, like tolerate it and like it. And, and you need to understand there's something a lot greater than, Mm. um, just looking the way you do um there you have a purpose to be here and i don't know what that is but i want to walk that road and so um yeah it worked out really good i was looking into my second program um mercy ministries and i didn't i didn't have to go to it and um wow. I, it was a lot of steps and it took me a good i think about a solid year to get to a place where i was like symptom free but um yeah it was it was a um a long road and it was a day by day, you know, making decisions to um, want to get better. So, yeah. So that's kind of how it started and how I came out of it. Amazing. Now it's been about uh, te- almost 10 years, I think, since uh, I would have said, like, like I said, symptom free. So wow. I was symptom free when I got married and my husband and I got married when I was 25. So, yeah. Amazing. And what, yeah. ye- what year would that have been? I'm trying to think, like, when did you come to come to your faith in Christ um so it was right when I was in the um it was so I had come to my faith just before I went into the program which would have been 2000 and um I want to say 2007 um but I like again I wasn't like I'd come to it but I was like just figuring it all out in that next year but it was huge during my process of actually recovering at the hospital I journaled and I remember just writing about like you understand that you have again like more purpose purpose in this but again at that time I didn't see it but when I when I had those six months after I came out and I had relapsed it just like it was just a big switch of like I you can either you know destroy your body and destroy yourself and eventually you'll die if you keep doing it right. or you can look at yourself and know that there is again a bigger pers- purpose on this earth for you and let's yeah let's learn to love this basically this shell that you're in you know right. um you're and um yeah and learn to love it and embrace it and um yeah and so it really changed how I viewed it and it, it definitely became less i mean is now very little of my identity you know what i mean Amazing. so yeah that's so yeah. cool yeah that's really so. cool because then i think i must have met you not long after that so yeah so i worked at starbucks right around i can't like put all the pieces to well i i was struggling with my eating disorder during my time at working at starbucks because i remember um, you sharing a little bit like just I can, yeah. and I just, I remember seeing in you still just such like, maybe what you're saying there was like, you had such a, an awareness of your purpose. So even though you were struggling with your body image or eating disorder, like you were, mm-hmm. at, you were like on a journey to find the answers totally and like yeah. being vulnerable and taking the steps. And yeah, that's really when I cool. became, when I became a Christian, the girl, the, my friend who led me to Christ, she was my first person that I told outside of my dad that I had an eating disorder Wow! and we had worked at, at a daycare together. And, um, I mean, she really is ultimately that the whole thing tying together is the re- is what led me to the Lord in the end. So wow. yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, I mean, we've never taught, you know, on the union podcast here, we've never talked about body image before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked I mean, we've talked about the topic because we speak often to the fact that there's this pressure in culture that p- 
puts all your value on the external, mm-hmm. um, which then links to your sexuality. And so for women, often we are, um, feel this pressure and this objectification, this demand for us to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where this ties in. Um, to and why I'm so excited to talk about it is because I know that you're not the only one, mm-hmm. right? That there are yeah. at varying levels of de- of degrees, people, women and men, um, but primarily women. I was actually here's a quick question: that program that you did in yeah in Vancouver, what were um were there like what were the um, ratio of men to women? Yeah, so in the program I was in, um, there were no men in that, but right before I actually went into it, um, I was actually in the hospital here in Abbotsford, and um, it was for, like, general, um, uh, like, psychological issues, Mm, but the only other person um, that had an eating disorder there was a male, Mm. Um, and so the percentages are, um, I think, I mean, more women are struggling with it than with men, yeah. but men are struggling with it as well. And mm-hmm. he was on a wait list actually to go. Thus, the wait um, wait list for Vancouver was so big. He was actually on a wait list to go to Toronto. Wow, his eating disorder was so bad. Um, and again, it's so much of like um, a control thing, and there's just so much more to it than just what he looked. You know, a feeling yes. of what he looks like on the yes. outside. Yes. Um, and so it is something that affects men as well. And actually, to be honest, I shared my testimony um, after at a couple churches and I had a couple, I had someone email me directly, um, a male who said like, I've been struggling with this for years and, uh, I don't know how to talk to my wife about it and all sorts of stuff. Wow. Um, so it's interesting because to be honest, like the amount of people who have, have opened up and talked to me again, the numbers are still more on the women's side. Like I'd say, you know, 80, 20, but mm-hmm. still like, you know, two out of 10 is a lot still, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so it is, it is there. And, um, and perhaps there even is a greater, maybe men feel a greater stigma around it. Kind of like I should be tougher than this. I shouldn't, totally. you know, um, I should be able to overcome this. I don't know how to men. It's hard for like, there's a, another pressure on men of resisting the vulnerability around the communication around it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so any men, listening to this right now you know if if you struggle i would say even if it's not even to the level of an eating disorder but either like a hatred of your Mm -hmm. body or a needing to control it in order like you were saying in order to get the affirmation or to Mm -hmm. feel like you fit in um just know i i just think i love what you said there is that when you realize God had a purpose for your body that was beyond just gathering, mm-hmm. like that your body wasn't your whole identity. Um, yeah. You know, if you're listening to this, we just, we pray that there would be um, just hope released it yeah. for you today. Totally. totally. Um, and um, maybe can you share just for a couple minutes here about what the response has been? You mentioned, you know, women are reaching out, men are reaching out. As mm-hmm. you've shared, you know, on your Instagram, um, what, what type of responses do you get from people? Yeah. Um, I have some people who will open up about their own story, um, once in a while. Um, I, yeah. And then I have a couple people who, um, I know like I've currently been struggling with it. So it's nice for them to just feel like they have, um, a place to just connect and to talk about it. Um, I have a really good friend who we connected over it and were each other's 
like person to some degree when it comes up because um yeah because like we're in a place where we are healthy enough that we're not triggered by each other but when each of us are going through our own stuff it's um it's really helpful to just to really get it you know what i mean and to really understand it um and there's a lot of people who like again it is a topic that i think it's it's hard to talk about it because again being thin is so prevalent and so important in society um i mean we have build like not billboards of posters all over the place you know and uh, yeah and so it tells us it stares us in the face and says like this is what you should look like and so as much as you might not even say the messages you see the messages right so that you're not saying them to yourself but um and so i think there's a lot of people who like we don't even know necessarily how much of this is controlling like our lives or um and not that that means everybody has an eating disorder but like there's always a little bit of like i said like it seems to be almost a little bit acceptable to oh, okay well it's okay to like you know, not eat here or do this or over exercise or whatever, because they're, um, yeah, because it's just, it seems to be like the healthy lifestyle to some degree, because again, we see it on mm-hmm. posters and all that kind of stuff instead of actually really, um, you know, tapping in to know, like, is this affecting me? Is this controlling my life? Is this something I spend more time thinking about yeah. than, you know, and I, I listened to a podcast actually by, um, Uh, I don't know if it actually was that podcast. I listened to something recently and someone had said, and I I feel like it might've been the podcast, but I'm not going to say it in case I'm wrong. But um, I listened to it and, and they had talked about like, how often do you like think about like body image? And someone just said like, I think about like my body, like 90% of the day. And I was like 90% of the day, like that's insane. At the same time, like I've been there. And even if it's not something that you're obsessing over, it's something you're constantly kind of thinking about right and um and I think there's more freedom to that than there than we actually think that there is just because we're so used to it and I I I really do believe that there's freedom beyond it and that we actually can um not think about it all the time (laughs) right but it kind of comes into a into a healthy like a balanced place where our body like we value our body but we're not, like you said, not obsessing about it. I remember when I was younger, same thing, like so much pressure. And I would think about what I looked like so yeah. much. Uh, so often, but totally. there's so much living to do beyond totally. just like totally. checking your reflection. Yeah. You know, or like, does this make me look fat? How do, you totally. know, how do my arms look? How does yeah. all that, Um, which is so like it's an insecurity, but it makes you be actually be self-absorbed, which then robs you of so much joy in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I agree, actually, there were some key things that I had to change in my mind in order to find freedom. And so one of the biggest things was I had to cut out comparison. Mm -hmm. And so it even to the extent that I, at that time had been just like looking at magazines yeah. Call saying that I was doing it for inspiration. Yeah. So today it might be like, you know, pinning things on Pinterest, kind of like, oh, if I worked hard, I could get that type of body. Mm-hmm. And you might mm-hmm. call it inspiration, but it but it turned quickly into comparison and then jealousy. And then it opened up oh, this okay. door to insecurity and self-absorption within me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once I recognized that pattern, uh, that that was a, like I, once I cut that source off, 
Yeah. Um, that made a huge difference in my confidence levels, you know? Yeah, totally. Did you notice like when you look at a picture that like initial feeling that you got inside, like what was that initial feeling? Was it like, um, that inspires me or was it, Oh, that doesn't make me feel great, but I want to work towards that. Yeah. I think I would probably say there would be a level of admiration. You know, I'm thinking probably for me, I was, it was at a time when I was, you know, going to the gym more and working out. So it was not so much about like this skinny, skinny, but more just Mm -hmm. sculpted, you know, and just totally toned. Yeah. Which is, you know, the women in those images, it's like, you can't sustain that Mm -hmm. uh, look of a chiseled chiseled everything. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, so I think it would start with admiration and then maybe a sense of like, oh, I bet I could, you know, maybe competition. Totally, totally. Um, But then discouragement if I, you know, maybe, I mean, it took me years to even realize like my body shape is different than their body shape. You know, like I'm kind of like a rectangle and I just, no matter what I do, I can't really (laughs) make it do other things. You can't be the hourglass. Yeah. You can't be the asshole or whatever. Totally. So to yeah. be able to just say like, okay, well, for like, Lord, God, you made me this way. And so, yeah, like, I love what you said. Either, you know, either I'm going to be miserable in this yeah. or I'm going to learn to embrace yeah. it. And so now, I, I mean, maybe hopefully it's not egotistical, but now it's turned so much where when I see myself in the mirror, I'm like, yeah, you look good. Like, way to go. You know, totally. I mean, totally. for sure, totally. there's days where I'm just like, oh, man, it's been a while since I've been active and I can feel it, you know. Yeah. But I try to yeah, think more totally. in the lines of health than appearance. And then when yeah. I focus on strength, it naturally yeah. um, impacts how I feel about myself, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally, totally. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, That's going to tie into one of our next questions. So I'm definitely going to come back to that. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Well, yeah, go there. Do it. Um, so just the um, just the talking about my daughter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you want to please jump into you that. That's great. <laughs> I don't. Well, um, what was the question again? Well, I just I mean, because you had put that post in there about how you were almost like working to be a shield for your daughter mm-hmm. and to filter yeah. out um, the messaging and to create yeah. like good mindsets from an early age so that she wouldn't totally. have to go through the, you know, the pain that you went through. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so what type of things, you know, maybe other parents yeah. are listening, like what type of things would you recommend? Totally. What do you do? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah, basically what you're talking about is like the big thing that, um, I'm first of all, like the resources are like reading is super helpful. I'm constantly reading books. Um, Hillary McBride has a great book. Um, oh my goodness. It's daughter's body image i can't even remember what the name is off the top of my head but if you even after let's put it in the show notes i actually put it in the resources wonderful that yeah in the resources um it's a great book and then um yeah and so there's a few others that i've read over the years um and uh i continue to read is a big thing um there's not a ton of books resources wise there's a lot of like um memoirs but it's still good to read them i've read a lot of memoirs over the years um but yeah and then the the biggest things are really like being conscientious of like how we communicate in our family the type of words like we have certain words that i just 
they're just not acceptable in our family. Um, you yeah. know, when we're talking about how people physically look just because, um, you know, I, yeah, I just, I don't like using the word fat. I think it's, um, I think it's rude and not kind yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we even read kid books and they talk about this once in a while. And I'm like, I don't want you learning this. Like, and I, I know you'll hear it, but um, it's um, degrading. You know what I mean? Totally. And I just, fat, yeah. Like I've so, heard fat is something that we have and something that yeah. we eat. It's not something that we totally. are. It doesn't become are. our identity. Totally. Yeah, we do totally. the same one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, again, talking about people being petite or curvier, like stuff like that. I mean, we all have different body shapes. So like, yes. that's not something that we're going to avoid. We're going to, we know that we all have, we all come in different shapes and sizes. So and I think that's something to embrace and to, um, and so our kids see different people, you know, and, and they ask questions and we try to approach it in a very like, yeah, like, yeah, that person is shaped differently than us and everyone you know, we all look different. And then we, we even tie in like, you know, like you have blue eyes and they have brown eyes and they have, you know, dark skin and you have light skin or you have blonde hair and you have dark hair. Like we're all different. We're all different beings. We all come with our own special skills and talents. And, so, you know, yeah. you, my oldest has a big birthmark on his arm. So like you have a birthmark and he has one or like somewhere else or doesn't have one, you know, and right. just that we, um, yeah, we talk about it in that kind of way. And, um, and then to tie into you know, as the kids get older, it's not so much now because it's not such an issue right now of mm-hmm. body, although we are conscientious because like, again, my oldest son does have a birthmark on his arm. And I know it's a matter of time before kids start talking about it. And I would hate for him to become, you know, body conscious over it. Yeah. So we do just we talk about it in a way that like, again, like I said, we all come in different shapes and sizes and, and everyone, to yeah. be honest, I guarantee you more kids in your class have birthmarks too. So don't worry. <laughs> right. um, and so but also being really aware of, um, you know, talking about our body as um, in like that it's strong and what it can do for us. And, um, you know, like running and dancing and moving and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and again, as I've said about myself is that our body and who we are have so much more purpose than what we look like. And so, um, really kind of taking away the focus on, what we physically look like and talking about, you know, what is our body made for and used for and good for. And it's something that, you know, tying into even another question is that like, even with, um, pregnancy, um, it was one of those things that, you know, going through pregnancy was challenging the first time Mm -hmm. and it don't get me wrong. It was challenging with all of them, but it slowly got easier with each of them. Um, but the first one to have my body really change, but then also coming out of it and understanding how much purpose my body had in a creation of a being, you know what I mean? And that I could feed my child. And although I know not everyone can do that, but like I could, I could feed my baby and I could um, create a baby and I could do all those things. And that was just, um, that just, again, it really just um, affirmed me of like, this body has so much more um, use than just, you know, like I said, what it looks like on the outside. Um, and so, yeah. And so we really, I've really tried to, and yeah, really tried to think about these things as we go forward. And again, we're we're not needing to, although I think that instilling them at a young age is good, but, um, it's a lot of just talking about our body as something more than what it looks like. And again, talking about strength and, um, purpose and what you can use it for and, you know, yeah. yeah, and so 
yeah. So anyway, just what you had said, talking about strength and, and, you know, working out, I think all those things are, are good when we do those things to um, care for our body, because our body needs us in order to live a long, healthy, you know, life. Totally. So um, I'm 100% for those things. I um, So when we, yeah, can change the way going from what we look like to what we feel and what we, um, yeah, what we feel, you know, when it comes to our body, if that makes sense, like Absolutely. physically, you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Just your attentiveness to it. Right. And obviously because you've went through, um, you know, maybe an extreme that not everyone's experienced <laughs> and you're, you're aware, but I think we need to listen yeah. to your voice because, um, it like it supplements maybe to all these other families that are like, Oh, I never dealt with that. But it's like, right. But listen to this voice and then totally. just, you know, add it into the co- the conversations, yeah. just bring a, totally. a new level aware of awareness. And, uh, yeah, just to honor, yeah. honor that we are designed body, soul, spirit, and that we, I, I mean, I just think, okay, I'm going to be an old woman, you know? And I think that's yeah. one thing that we forget maybe as women is, is actually, I mean, you and I both were in our mid thirties. And so it's like, we have an awareness that like, my skin's not going to always be smooth. Like I'm starting to see mm-hmm. lines show up. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Or like, yeah. I don't hold on to my muscle tone the way I used to. Mm-hmm. What does that mm-hmm. mean for my value? Right. And I think, you know, though I I would love it for like younger and younger women to see that, and I I think that's yeah. even where it's really valuable to have relationship with women of multi ages of multiple mm. generations or multi age because then you see like no matter how hard I work out today or like how confident I might feel my body like my body is gonna change you know through pregnancy mm-hmm. through postpartum through into menopause and through into el- into being an elderly woman but like what's the content yeah. of my life about what is yeah, the totally you know like do i have um do i have like a sweet spirit or like a strong you know strong character yeah. to carry me through all those years and yeah we're just more we're more yeah. than just skin more than a pretty face totally not totally. saying, and we're but, all gonna get old one day totally <laughs> or, yeah <laughs> well i've heard someone say like it's a it's a luxury not given to all. So it's we true, hope we will right? get old one day, right? Bro, totally. Yeah, it's an honor. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so then to be able to honor women of all ages and not, yeah. you know, sometimes I think women feel like I'm past my prime now. Like, what do I do? You know, I put all my yeah. eggs in that basket of, you know, either being, um, you know, being just vivacious or being like yeah. sexualized or and then it starts to fade and you think, now what am I? You know, yeah, and totally. so it's like, no, 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 there's so much more to who you totally. are. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah that's, that. that's so good. So in um, kind of a final question here. Yeah, um, I'm glad I'm really glad you talked a bit about the pregnancy and postpartum. I, that's mm-hmm. important to recognize that that's a new level. Um, maybe it's mm-hmm. God's way of helping women to never like to not forget, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you have to totally. keep learning this lesson. Um, yeah. Uh, we talked briefly about how um, we, you know, we obviously we don't want to go into a place of body shaming. We don't want to hate our bodies. But in culture, there has also been this swing to the other side that almost um, has created like this idolization of the female mm-hmm. body. Not even yeah. to say sexualized, though there is that piece as well. Kind of just though that yeah. 
I love my body so much. I'm going to show it off as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just wanting to, I know it's kind of a, you know, it's a tricky topic because Mm -hmm. I understand maybe the intentions of that message, but just, you know, share, share your thoughts with us if you could. There's, yeah. I mean, every time I think we are choosing to focus on our body, we are choosing to, you know, prior like prioritize it over other things and make and amplify it and the more Mm -hmm. we amplify it then um the more room there is for you know focusing on it and Mm -hmm. um whether it be body shaming or um you know making it a purpose you know and our Mm -hmm. identity Mm -hmm. um and i think that you know with like social media now it can be so challenging because there's so much attention on social media um, and it's such an easy, like, let me post this and have, you know, people make me feel good about myself um, mm. versus, you know, being able to kind of put that aside and being happy with ourselves aside from what we are showing off, however that may look on social media, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and not focusing on the body that way. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic because um, I've struggled with it personally where, um, you know, I do feel good about my body, but um, I don't think I feel like I, I haven't wanted to um, expose it necessarily to, um, right. yeah, to the masses, <laughs> to the masses. Yeah. And, and um and like I said, to do that, just in my mind, there's always a little bit of um, of a like, like look what I have that you don't have, depending on what you look like, or mm. um, or again, like just um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's Almost just like a, overemphasis. Because a little bit of an overemphasis, yeah. Instead of again, yeah. I, my my goal in our family would be that my children would actually not feel the need to put their bodies on social media in general or to um to feel that it's um something that they have to show off even if they feel fantastic about it um i would hope that they feel good about it and that they know that it's um it's something special that's theirs you know what i mean and um and that um yeah and that yeah that ultimately um by not sharing it, we're actually helping society um, hmm, yeah. you know, not focus on it as much and know that the less that we make body a big deal, the more, I mean, hopefully that people won't, because again, the more we talk about it and the more we, um, as in like focus on it that way, mm-hmm. um, and then the more we bring attention to it and then the more room there is for criticism or whatever it may be, you know, yeah. and I just think that um we have to find that within ourselves you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think that someone else is going to be able to no one's going to be able to tell you like you look great and that's going to be like what you live with your whole life like one person told me i look great and now i feel good about myself forever that's not you can't do that you have to find it in yourself Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day that when if someone criticizes you you're okay and if someone says you're pretty you're okay then those those things don't change who you are based on you know what I mean like totally. they, you know who you are and so at the end of the day you shouldn't feel like you have to do this and you shouldn't feel like you have to you know show it off to feel good about you yeah. now again I'm not saying everybody on social media does that 
but um yeah i just i think that um yeah it's an interesting topic that way totally i love what you said there about the like the phrase of showing off because that's an mm-hmm. position of the heart it's not even so much about what you wear or how you know it, it's mm-hmm. about the posture of your heart being i want attention for this yeah. part of who i am and i think totally you know maybe maybe someone isn't a follower of christ listening to this and you might think like you guys are weird but for those of yeah. us who you know would say we fall you know we have this faith then christ is his example was to not come into the room and say everybody look at me but rather was to come into the room and say like let like let me serve you like let's bring attention to others let's lift up others Totally. and so i think you saying that that phrase show off i go there's the difference you know and so um are our bodies fantastic yes they are you know but i'm not totally i'm I'm not necessarily trying to gain attention to for myself. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that can just be, it can be too easy to do that when we go into totally. that place of body idolization. Um, yeah. I know it's such a learning, it is probably such a learning curve for people as they're coming out of maybe yeah. body shaming or body hatred that they're like, oh my gosh, this is like a whole new freedom that I have. Um, but I hope yeah. that they wouldn't stay there and uh, fixate then on like, idolizing their own body or making other people or trying to get other people to do that for them. So totally. I was just going to tag in and say too, like I've had friends who talking a little bit about the, um, how people have approaching, like I've had people who have talked about even being on social media and having someone post a body picture of themselves, whether it be like an embracing their, you know, curvier body or whatever, but just the comments in, you know, in everyone's, you know, whether it be hashtag goals or, you know, you're so this, you're so that beautiful, right. da, 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 that the person on the other end, you know, this person in particular, you know, when they post something about themselves and they don't get the same attention, it's, it's telling them a message as well. Like, well, what's wrong with me? Like what's different. Sure. And, and I think that this is all this cycle that, you know, I know it's a big, big topic and a big big thing and we're never going to change these things overnight but i think that the more awareness we can bring to it then um the more you know i yeah i just think that there's room for us to be more aware be happier with ourselves more awareness yeah yeah, around it of how we um, affect just how we choose each other yeah 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 and i mean uh, yeah just how we affect other people by um how we choose to focus on bodies and body image and stuff like that yeah amazing i know that there's (laughs) probably so much more we could keep like talking about totally so many more (laughs) angles maybe we'll have to get you to you know um, come again in the future and talk some more. But for now, thank you so much yeah, for broaching uh, these, yeah, these conversations with us. And I hope that uh, I hope that it's been helpful to all of you who are listening. And again, you can find Julie and uh, her content on Instagram at with love Julie Christine. Um, and uh, you can see more of, of what of the messaging that she is bringing on a regular basis. So thank you so much for for being here with us today. And if there's anything, you know, uh, for those of you listening, if there's anything that you um, would like to reach out about, you know, maybe you're dealing with some of these issues and 
complexities of it, then, you know, be sure to comment or send us a DM or, or reach out because we'd love to be a support to you as you as you find more freedom. So that's all for now. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at theunionmovement.com. For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at theunionmovement.